When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you love the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt. Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Brian. Tonight, we are going to give you, our unbelievable and amazing listeners of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, a series of gifts to show our deep appreciation for your support. In the past few months, we have seen an increase in our listenership and website views by a staggering 1,700%. So thank you, thank you so much. Before we kick off tonight's special interviews, I need to offer you a quick personal reflection about Christmas. I don't know why Christmas can't be something that people around the world universally celebrate or why you need to be Christian or any religion to celebrate it. The colorful lights, the cookies, the presents, the drunken mall Santas, the family gatherings, the annual Christmas parties where your fellow co-workers get so drunk that they usually add six-month job security blanket because everyone's talking about what an ass they made at that Christmas party. These are all experiences that many people love and should experience. Christians commemorate Christmas to celebrate the birth of their Savior Jesus. And about 50 other religions offer some sort of annual celebration around this time. Corporations and realtors celebrate Christmas because they usually get a uh, big boost in sales. So why not celebrate Christmas on something that is most important to you? Hopefully you can because I think Christmas is in desperate need of some new ideas, new people, and new spirit. Here are some of the old traditional ideas that... Uh, Make me a little nuts. First off is the one that realtors have embedded in the minds of millions, that the true Christmas happiness comes in the form of a product that you give to someone. If you can find the right iPhone or article of clothing, well, then that's a true expression of love. I think that's kind of insane and a bunch of crap. One of the quickest ways to invoke a happy emotional response in people is to tell them that you love them and that you forgive them or you pay them a great compliment. Apparently, when you truly forgive someone, all the energy that you had towards that person becomes freed up for other things in life. And no inanimate object, our Best Buy, our Target can compare to that. Another quick last-minute Christmas gift is to write someone a letter of recommendation for their job. Your endorsement will not only have a positive impact on their confidence, but will have an impact on the capability of finding a better job or earning more money and hence uh, gaining some more personal freedom. Another sacred cow that I feel needs a major makeover is Santa Claus. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. What kind of sick, creepy pervert is this? This guy is personally violating your right to privacy and that of your children, and most people are just okay with it. Santa says he's got two lists, the nice list and the naughty list, and the kids on the nice list get presents, and the kids on the naughty list get coal. First off, who the hell does this guy think he is to pass moral judgment on anyone, especially after admitting that he spies on you for 24 hours a day? They pretty much teach kids that if you're cool with being watched for 24 hours a day and you just be quiet and go with the program, well, you'll get free commercial products created by less fortunate children in third world sweatshops. 
To the parents whose children are boys, please do not get them accustomed to being on Santa's nice list every year because if you do, you are setting them up for a lifelong failure with women. Not all women, but many women apparently go through the bad boy phase and they like to date guys that are on Santa's naughty list because they offer a challenge. And you know what happens to boys who make Santa's nice list every year? They wind up on the women's permanent friend zone list and you do not want that to happen. And another thing about Santa Claus is that for some reason, he likes to kiss your mom. Why? He's cheating on Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus is probably at home worried sick about Santa, and here he is making infidelity stops with mothers across the world. Oh, and after he's done kissing your mom, he eats all your cookies like he needs to eat more cookies. This is the Christmas spokesperson. This is the moral high ground of Christmas. Seriously? I implore each and every one of you listening right now to please come on board and start celebrating Christmas if you don't already. Bring your style, bring your passion, bring your new original ideas. The Christmas spirit desperately needs you. Okay then, now let us begin tonight's show. Joining us now is Ms. Pam Grout, author of 17 books, including the international bestseller, E squared. And the book that we're going to talk today is called Jumpstart Your Metabolism, How to Lose Weight by Changing the Way You Breathe. I told you, you amazing listeners, that you're, you're going to have a great Christmas present. This is one of them. Forget abs of steel. Forget jogging. Forget the low-carb diets. Breathing, according to Ms. Grout, is the key to losing weight, and to losing one of your chins, which I did. I lost one of my chins as a direct result of Ms. Grout's book. Ms. Grout, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. It's a joy to be here. Got it. And oh, I forgot to also point out to the listeners that you're also a breathing coach as well. So can you please talk a little bit about your book? How does one jumpstart the metabolism by breathing? Differently. Well, see, here's the thing. Nine out of ten people do not breathe properly. Okay. Nine out of ten people, in fact, only take in about 20 to 30 percent of the oxygen they're capable of taking in. So think about it. If you were only getting 25 to 30 percent of the sleep you needed or only eating 25 to 30 percent of the food you, ne- you needed, your body wouldn't be working all that great. And so here's the thing. We're all running around with this breathing deficit because of all kinds of different reasons, which we can talk about later. But because we're only getting just this scant amount of oxygen into our systems, our metabolisms have no choice but to slow down. And that's what happens. So when we learn to breathe properly, when we learn to, I mean, how simple is it to breathe? Um, but when we learn to do this properly, then our metabolism increases and we just feel so much better. I, as I talk about in the book, I started doing these breathing exercises not because I was trying to lose weight. I was just trying to get more energy. I, was, I had just had a, a, a baby. My daughter's now 21, but I was um, doing these breathing exercises because I was exhausted. I was a single mom. I, you know had no energy and it's like some this friend of mine said hey you should try these breathing exercises they were given by tony robbins um you should try these they'll, they'll you'll have more energy so i and i'm the type that usually doesn't commit to doing anything like this but for 21 days i did this breathing program and two amazing things happened a i had a whole lot more energy but b i also draw 
opt. I, I, I now don't even remember how much it was because it's been a while ago, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, something like that. It was most of my baby, you know, the fat I'd had from having a baby, you know, how you tend to gain some weight when you're, when you're pregnant. So anyway, it's like I, I so it's like, wow, this is really wild. I have all this energy and I've lost all this weight. And so I started investigating the link between um, breathing and weight loss, and turns out it's huge. In fact, if you're not working on your breathing while you're trying to lose weight, you're missing out on this huge thing. It's almost like this big secret that nobody knows about. We're all busy dieting and we're all busy, you know, trying to exercise and do all these things, totally ignoring this one piece that's really the prime piece in how our bodies work. Okay. Can I throw out a, a quick question to you, which I, I ha- have to imagine that some of our listeners are thinking about, and that question is this. Is it possible to indulge on pizza, which many of us could, <laughs> would assume is, the, is absolutely the food of the gods? Indulge on pizza, watch our TV, breathe properly, and have a, you know, have a, a good weight condition. Yeah. I mean, actually, in fact, even in my book, E Squared, I talk about it's really our thoughts more than anything that create our, um, our, our bodies. You know, our bodies are basically a representation of our thoughts about the world. And by breathing, we pump up the, the amount of energy that comes into our body. So, yes, that's very possible. I never diet. I never watch what I eat. And I often eat pizza. <laughs> I do. I like to exercise, so I actually do exercise. I play pickleball quite often. But um, but anyway, it's it's it, I I just do what I love to do, and that's how you you know keep a slim trim body. Okay. Now, when you say that people, most people are not breathing properly. What are let's see three modifications that people can do right now and focus on right now that would change the uh, how they breathe permanently. Okay, here's a really simple thing, and it's a test all your listeners can do. If you put one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly, and then just take a regular breath and see which hand goes up. Again, 9 out of 10 hands, it'll be the, t- the hand on the chest, but you actually want to be breathing into your belly because that's where the largest part of your lungs is. Your lungs are, are shaped not really like a pyramid, but the, the widest part is at the bottom. So most people are only breathing into the top part of their lungs. So this is the most simple thing people can do. In fact, a quick little exercise they can do is lay on the floor, put a book on their belly, and just breathe and make sure that book's going up every time they take an inhale. I mean, that's a real simple thing to try. But the more we become focused on breathing and taking deeper breaths, taking slower breaths, and all of that, It'll, it'll decrease your stress level. It'll improve your health. In fact, doctors say that some doctors believe that like 90% of all illness is related to the fat with stress and the fact that people aren't getting proper oxygen. When you are meditating, is meditating something that naturally helps you breathe better? Um, meditating does help you breathe better. I mean, I, I meditate every morning. It's because when you meditate, you tend to focus on deep, slow breath. So, yes, meditating can have a big effect on that. Okay. And can you please explain the science behind breathing? Because I was really enjoying your book when you are saying that your body, when you, it processes toxins, it actually exports or gets rid of the toxins through your breath. And I think you said that when the body cannot get rid of these dead cells or can't get rid of this excessive stored energy, this 
energy, shall we say, attaches itself to fat cells. Can you please explain the, the, you know, the science behind it? Right. Well, I believe it is hydrogen. You know, we take in, I believe it's hydrogen that forms into fat. It has been a while since I wrote this book. So I'd have to go back and, and look on the exact specific details behind the science. But there certainly is a lot of science. It's if you if you investigate it, which I did when I was writing this book. But what happens is, as you pointed out, most of our expelling the things that we no longer need because we all process, you know, waste constantly. Our breath actually processes most of our waste, much more than you know other things that we think process our waste. Our our skin is like our largest organ, and that's where a lot of the waste comes out. So when you're breathing properly, you're expelling the waste. What happens when you accumulate too much, as we all know, you know, it, it's it's going to go to the places where, you know, we don't want it to go, you know, the places where it's not going to hurt you right away, but like around your midriff, um, maybe in your butt, I mean, different things like that. So, um, so that's what happens is that um, you're not completely expelling toxins, which your body needs to do, and so that's why it accumulates in fat. Okay. And is there another breathing technique that you recommend to people, especially people who are in an office for a long period of time that don't, can't really get out? Is there something that you can do sitting at a desk during the day to improve your breathing? Well, the simplest thing, again, is to really focus on breathing deeply into your lungs, down into your belly. However, the one that I call, um, what did I name that? So it's the breathing exercise that I did for 21 days that I learned from Tony Robbins. Oh, I called it, in the book, I called it the Baywatch Bikini Breath, because this is back when Baywatch was on, and everybody wants to have a body you know, like the Baywatch Bikini Girls. So anyway, what this breath is, and this is a real simple one, is you take a breath in through your nose, and then you lock it into your body, so it gives your body a full oxygen length, um, a full oxygen bath. So let's say you're breathing into the count of four, just an, an average inhale, say it's four. So then you lock it into your body and hold it four times as long. So if in the case if it's four, you'd hold it 16 counts. And then you breathe out through your mouth twice as long, so that'd be eight counts, if that's what a natural breath is for you. For some people, it might be one or two, and then you hold for eight and then you'd expel for four. So the ratio is whatever you breathe in naturally, and again, as you get better and better at this, it's like building any muscle, you will start, your breathing will slow down, and you will start to, you know, breathe deeper um, into your lungs. But let's say, let's say it's three. That's the natural, you breathe in to the count of three, then you'd hold it for 12, because that's three times four, and then you'd expel for six. So that's a really simple one. That's the Baywatch Bikini Breath. And I suggest people do that, you know, 10 of them three times a day. I mean, that's pretty easy to do. You can do it without, um, you know, creating a big scene in the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to start jogging or dancing or something in the office. Sometimes people would look at you funny. But if you're just sitting there breathing, nobody's going to probably notice. That's fantastic. And Ms. Pam Grad, I want to thank you so much for being with us. And we will have you back. And I want everyone to, if you can, please go to Ms. Grout's site at Pam Grout, G-R-O-U-T dot com. When you go to her site, you're going to see a list of all the other books that she's written. And we're going to be speaking with her about E-Squared in an upcoming show. But on her site, it's regularly updated. And she has a lot of helpful advice to go way, way beyond you know, weight loss. It's just practical advice that you can use. And it's fantastic. You can also see her at a lot of these Hay House events that she's doing called the I Can Do It Tour. So she may be coming to a town near you. Miss Grout, it was truly a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Joining us now 
is Miss Lisa McGarity, a psychic medium and owner of the Metaphysical Store in Vision Crystal. You can learn more about Miss McGarity by going to her website at lisamcgarity.com. Miss McGarity, what can people do in order to make themselves more attractive to romantic interests? And what can they do to make themselves more attractive to a potential employer? Like, what are things that they can do to enhance their etheric energy field? Well, Ryan, I think that's an excellent question. And that's something that I hear from my clients, especially at this time of year. We, we look forward to the new year. We want to be our best selves in the new year. And so, of course, we start thinking, how can I pull that super fantastic romantic interest closer to me? Or how can I get into business with someone who's going to be just terrific and great to work with or great to work for. And I think the important thing to remember is that the law of attraction is always working. It's working all the time whether we pay attention to it or whether we don't. So the first thing is to just kind of sit with what you actually want and tune into those values, those energies that you desire the most. So if you're looking for somebody fun, then be fun and radiate fun. Send that out into the universe. Because what we say in metaphysics is that like attracts like. So if you want happiness, you need to be happy first and to create happiness. And that happiness will permeate the space around you and pull right towards you whatever it is that you desire, more happiness, more fun, more lightheartedness. So if those are the qualities you're looking for. Or if it's business, you may want to be surrounded by creative people, prosperous people, you know, forward-thinking people. Same idea. You be that person to the best of your ability, and more and more like energy will indeed come your way. It's a law. It is the law of attraction. It will occur. It's just a matter of taking hold of yourself first. Okay. Does that now, make sense? Yes. And if people want to accelerate the way for them to get to this point, in addition to the visualization, are there certain stones that they can carry? Are there certain oils that they can use? that have a higher vibrational frequency when when they utilize it, it accelerates the speed for which them, they, they can manifest. Are there any stones or oils that you would recommend people um, attain? Well, when you ask that question, the first stone that comes to mind for me for love is rose quartz. Okay. It's a common stone. It's not expensive. You can get a nice piece for a dollar or two dollars, or of course you can have a more elaborate piece, and that will tune your vibration to love which can be a soulmate love, a lover, or it can also be family love, friendship. It's really an all-around great love stone. On the other hand, in terms of money, business, prosperity, I like to recommend jade. Jade is a terrific stone for wealth building, and it's bring, it brings a peaceful energy to the mind, and it tunes your mind to whatever the best new financial opportunity is going to be. So those are my two favorites. So it would be rose quartz and jade. Okay, and sorry, I just got my brain just shut down for one second. It, it, it tends to it tends to happen. Um, <laughs> sorry. What I want to ask you is, if people are feeling upset and insecure because they don't have a position or they have been struggling to find work, how do they overcome that? You know, catch twenty two of saying, "Well, look, I I want to have a great position." I feel insecure because I don't have the position. So how do you feel confident and, you know, being able to track the strong position if you've had a prolonged period of time of not having a position 
or you, you've had a prolonged period of time of feeling insecure. Well, that's very true, Ryan. When you've been sort of stuck in one state of mind or state of consciousness, it's always tricky to make a leap into something different. But it can be done, and it can be done usually more easily than we think. It's okay to be sad and frustrated and angry for five or six hours out of the day. We don't want to be there, but if that's where you are, it's okay. Just be there. Just feel what you feel. Only set aside maybe 15 or 20 minutes and tell yourself, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to have a positive attitude. I'm going to allow myself to feel different as if it's already good, as if the thing I want is already here. If you can just do that for even a few minutes a day, the force, the the energy of that positivity will break your stuck pattern and get you to be where you want to be. So it's not necessary to be perfect. You could be as imperfect as you have to be. Excellent. And Ms. McGarrity, I have one final question for you, is that at your store, you sometimes you you sell people they're called spells and people are saying well what do you mean doing a spell and you basically put together a series of means for people to attain um, things like love or peace or resolutions to conflicts what is the foundation of a spell how does that work with the energies and how is that being able to be used by somebody from all religious affiliations or all spiritual backgrounds. That's right. We do help people all week long to put together spells if that's what they're interested in focusing on. And the way I explain spell craft or spells to someone who's unfamiliar is to just understand that this is a focused prayer. It's a prayer with tools. So there are stones, there are symbols, there are energies that help reach the deep subconscious part of your mind, goes right past the conscious doubt, and in that subconscious mind is where the law of attraction operates from. And that's where we need to get. So it's lovely to pray. It's great to write out affirmations. I'm a fan of both those techniques. But what makes the spell more powerful and more efficient is that it reaches all of our senses and activates all the power that's inside of us. And, of course, we are aligning with divine power when we do magic. We're not trying to, you know, reach anything that's dark or evil or destructive, we're only aligning ourselves with what's creative and loving and good. And that's really all the spell is. Ms. Lisa McGarity, thank you so much. And to learn more about Ms. McGarity, please go to our website at lisamcgarity.com. And if you happen to be in the eastern Long Island, I highly recommend you check out her store, Envision Crystal. It is a fantastic metaphysical store. They have a lot of rare, exclusive items you won't find anywhere else. And if you're in there and you're lucky, you can pop in and see Miss McGarity herself. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Ryan. Have a great night. Joining us now is the angel reader, globally respected psychic comedian, Miss Laura Lynn. You can learn more about Miss Lynn by going to her website at angelreader.net. Today, Miss Lynn will teach you how to receive more blessings. She has a definitive formula. Ms. Lynn, what is that formula? Hello, Ryan. Thank you for inviting me on the show today. I have a formula called the three serendipities, and it is something that I channeled when I was working with a client who just seemed to not be able to receive things in her life that she needed. Uh, She was in a really downtime and her life just down down on luck. So Spirit asked me to share this with her, and in turn I shared it with many, many people who have used this successfully. 
So what you do is you start becoming mindful of the really cool little things in your life, those little things that happen, such as a baby smiling at you in the line at the grocery store or getting that front parking mall spot or finding that super sale, that the item that you just happened to come into the store to buy. You know, things that are just like, hmm, you know, that you could think of them at the second, but then they kind of fleet through your mind quickly and you forget all about it. Well, what you're going to do is become real mindful of it. And at the end of night, when it's time to go to sleep, maybe before meditation or during your prayer time, bringing the energy into gratefulness and saying thank you to perhaps your angels, your guides, or spirit, the universe, for those three things. And I say three because the number three is all about completion. It's a cycle. It's a very powerful number. And spirit has brought to me that that's about mind, body, or soul. You can um, really just, it, it's, it completes everything. So once you start doing this on a regular basis, what happens is the blessings from the gratitude energy will start blessing you back and you'll start seeing more and more and more things to the point where you will have a hard time to choose those three things to say thank you for. And what will happen is that you'll just start saying thank you all day long and the whole world just becomes blessed to you. So that is the fabulous gift to give for this holiday season. And Miss Laura Lynn, that was a beautiful gift. Thank you so much for giving it to us in the audience. Thank you so much. And to learn more about Miss Lynn, please go to our website at angelreader.net. Have an unbelievable Christmas, Miss Lynn. Thank you, you too, and to all the audience, many, many blessings. Joining us now is globally respected psychic medium, Miss Lisa Kaza. You can learn more about Miss Kaza by going to her website at lisakaza.com. Miss Kaza, what Christmas gift would you like to bestow upon the unbelievable and incredible Out of Limits of Inner Truth listeners? Well, Ryan, I was doing some pondering, and it didn't take me all that long to ponder. Um, My gift to everybody is I would like to just outline as well as I possibly can, because I know that this is limited time on the air, on how to find life purpose. Over the past two years, I have noticed a steady increase in the amount of people coming to me, asking me very specifically, what is my life purpose? I do this work, but I still feel unfulfilled, so what should I be doing? Well, I will tell you that life purpose as a whole is a whole. There are so many people in the world today that have this very limiting or restrictive belief that there's, when it comes to life purpose, that there's only one path to follow and that's it. And usually nine times out of ten, that one path relates to their career or the work that they do. Now, what I, I will tell everybody what I say in my readings to these people. The first thing I'm going to say is that life purpose, as mentioned, is a whole. But what I mean by that is that 
it's not just one path and it most certainly isn't always a career path. What one must do in trying to figure out what life purpose is, which by the way is a life lesson that all of us must go through at some point in our lives. What we have to do is actually look at ourselves as a pie. Now, if let's say you want to serve that pie, so you quarter it or you ate it. Now, you have four to eight pieces in this whole pie. And you dish out each piece per person. Each of those pieces holds a vital key to making up that whole pie, without which there would never be a whole pie. So for us, in being that pie, we have more than one path that makes up a life purpose. Our life purpose it should be, by all rights, be called purposes, because that's really what it's all about. So, for example, I had one client come to me, and she was a very well-established lawyer in her own right. She was a family lawyer. And she goes, Lisa, you know, I have been working at this job for 20 years, <clears throat> And for the last 15 years, I have been feeling so unfulfilled, so, you know, not feeling peace within at all, just unhappy. What is my real purpose? Aha. So I said to her, well, you know what? Here's that restrictive belief. You're just focusing on your career. But that's not just it. Your career only makes up a part of you. And this is just it as well. Our careers do not define us, but yet our life purpose as a whole does. So what you need to do is look outside of the career. You look towards your passions. You look towards your interests, your hobbies, what hats you wear in any given day. You're a mother, a sister, a grandmother, a daughter. Those are life purposes. You are also a photographer. That's another life purpose. You advocate for animal rights. There's another life purpose. And so I went through this with her, outlining each of the qualities that I knew that she had, the passions that she had. And approximately, I'd say maybe a month later, she writes me back. And she says, never in my life have I ever felt such inner peace and tranquility. I have finally figured it out. I'm not just a quarter of a pie. I'm a whole pie now. So that's really what life purpose is all about. It's not a career alone. It is everything that we do, everything that we feel passionate about. Those all are purposes, many purposes that make up the whole. So what I recommend is doing a lot of self-reflection. Learn who you really are as a person and as a spirit. Think about your personality. And as I said, your interests, your hobbies, uh, goals, all of that is purpose. And once you realize that all these pieces of the puzzle make up the whole, that will be 
when you will finally realize who you really are, your true purpose, and you will finally get to feel that inner peace within. You're not going to find that inner peace ever until you take away that restrictive belief, take away that funnel that you're looking through and view the entire perspective. There's always more than one path when it comes to life purpose. Ms. Lisa Kaza, thank you so much for showing our listeners, the great listeners, how to find their life's purpose. And to learn more about Ms. Kaza, please go to our website at lisakaza.com. And if you want to get someone a, a fantastic last-minute Christmas gift, maybe get them a reading with Ms. Kaza or Ms. Lynn or Ms. Constance or Ms. O'Connor, any of one of our fantastic virtues. Thank you so much, Ms. Kaza. Oh, it was a true pleasure, Ryan. Joining us now is a very special guest of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show. Santa Claus does all these things on Christmas Eve. But if you want to know the brains behind the operation, we have Mr. Gino Claus, who is Santa's manager. And I can tell you what, he's got some questionable activities going on. If you want to learn more about Gino Claus, you go to his website at Gino, G-E-N-O, Bisconti, B-I-S-C-O-N-T-E.com. Mr. Gino Claus. Welcome to the First of all, it's not, his, it's, it's not his assistant. I am running the show up here. Santa is just a front man because he's so adorable and jolly, and everyone likes fat people. I get it. But when it comes time to make the tough decisions, this guy, Ryan, this guy. Oh. Why does Santa Claus have to be fat? Why can't you put out an image of Santa Claus being thin? I mean, don't you think that creates a negative image for people's health? Because fat people can get away with anything. You know how they say kids love clowns? Let me tell you something. You wake up. Three in the morning, you got a guy just like Ronald McDonald eating cookies, putting stuff under your tree, you're going to have a heart attack. You're going to be scarred for life. You need fat, harmless people that you can outrun and you can throw a steak bone at and you're safe to get away. It's just how things have always been. Okay? Fat means what? Fat is associated with wealth, and fat people have abundance. If you have some skinny, scrawny dude, imagine that you You see some skinny, scrawny dude coming down the bag, the the chimney with a bag. You think the guy's robbing you. Fat dude, he's got to be leaving stuff because he's not running off with anything. That's right. Now... What are Santa's requirements? How did you come up with Santa's requirements or who gets on the nice list and who gets on the naughty list? Yeah, it's not, that's the easiest part of the job. The real difficult, crunching all the numbers, seeing what these kids don't get, who wants an iPhone. Some kids want iPhones. It's like no one wants to talk to you, okay? Why would I waste technology giving you an iPhone? Here's what you need, kid. Breath mints and, and, and a bicycle. You know, and I mean, maybe you bike to Florida. Uh, Gina. Effort. I'm just telling you, it changes from year to year. Here's what you need to do if you're under 10 kids and you're listening because you're stealing your parents' Internet. You need to shut up and do what the hell they tell you. You'll have enough time to ruin your own life when you're in charge of it. It's that easy. You can do whatever you want. Just don't give your parents crap. They work too hard to put up with all the stuff you do the other 364 days a year. All right. See? Simple, Ryan. Hey. Why do people make it so difficult? So if you're in any way a football player, you get nothing good this year, especially, let's say, if you didn't win by six and a half when Uncle Gino had laid seven on you. Maybe that's when you don't get a gift if you're in the NFL, just thinking out loud. What are your thoughts about the mall Santas? Is there a standard that you implement that you need to train these people with? Is there a- Here's what we ask from the mall Santas. Show up sober. Have the beard attached to the face. That is the number one problem with mall Santas. 
the beard comes away and you lose two things there, credibility and profit. Because once the kids don't believe it's Santa, what are they doing? They're going to some other mall where they're not even going shopping anymore. So just have the beard attached to the face. Yeah, and Mr. Gino Claus, where can we learn more about you? I heard my understanding is that when you're not managing Santa's affairs, that you are a professional Santa comedian who inter- I've been known to bounce around the clubs in New York City. Just Google Gino Bisconti comedy. I don't think there's another guy whose name is spelled remotely close to mine that you will get confused. It will come up. Websites, podcasts, all that good stuff. Mr. Gino Bisconti, Mr. Gino Claus. Learn more about Mr. Gino Claus by going to his website at GinoBisconti.com. Okay, everyone, that concludes tonight's special edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show. I want to give a special thanks to our guests, Miss Pam Grout, Miss Lisa McGarity, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Laura Lynn, and to our other virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor and Miss Constance Stellis. Special thanks to you as well. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth radio show, please visit our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Till the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an unbelievable Merry Christmas. May be filled with peace, joy, love, and fears. Take good care. We'll see you next time. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything.